Her face has appeared on billboards, on the covers of national magazines as well. She's inspired poetry and music, and protesters have chanted her name, Breonna Taylor, a 26-year-old black woman killed by Louisville police a year ago this week. She was also a daughter, a sister, and a friend. WFPL Stephanie Wolf has this remembrance. On a searing hot summer day, hundreds crowd around Metro Hall in downtown Louisville. We are so grateful that many have gathered on this day to commemorate such a wonderful young lady. The date is June 6, 2020. Breonna Taylor would have turned 27 the day before. And this event is a celebration. We celebrate her life. We celebrate her legacy. A song starts to play over the PA. It's for Taylor, written by a family member. Katrina Smith, a cousin of Taylor's, steps up to the microphone. She says Taylor loved everyone, even people she hardly knew. She was just that kind of person. I've known this child since the day she came out of the womb. I've never seen a bad bone in her body towards anybody. crowd releases blue and white balloons, hundreds of them, into the sky to mark Taylor's birthday. Happy birthday, happy birthday to When police showed up at Taylor's apartment after midnight on March 13th, they were serving a search warrant related to a drug investigation involving an ex-boyfriend. But they never found any drugs or money at her home. Since that night, Taylor has been memorialized in song, art, and poetry, like this recent work by an Atlanta poet. It's called Would You Kill God, Too? Some women would not arrive in the springtime to lay in the bluegrass of Kentucky. One would die in the arms of her lover. Brianna Taylor was born in Grand Rapids, Michigan in 1993. Her mother, Tamika Palmer, described her to Vanity Fair as a happy baby who didn't cry a lot. She said Taylor was an old soul who loved music and singing. And a favorite song was the 90s R&B track, Last Two Dollars. These last two dollars, I'm not gonna lose. Palmer also told the magazine that Taylor didn't give her much trouble growing up. She was good with computers from a young age and loved to jump double dutch. Taylor was a teenager when she and her family moved to Louisville. She attended Western High School. Her teachers remember her as someone who was going places. Bree was brilliant. That's math teacher Leah Dix-White speaking in the high school's library last fall. Dix-White and her colleagues had gathered to share memories of Taylor shortly after a grand jury announced their decision based on the Kentucky Attorney General's investigation. Just one Louisville Metro police officer, who had already been fired, would face charges for endangering Taylor's neighbors. But none would be charged for her death. After she heard this, Dix White wrote a letter to Taylor. She posted it to social media. Dear Bree, she also read it at the fall event. I could always count on you to help others with their work. Your smile and laughter in class is what I remember most. Stephanie Holton has been the youth services coordinator at Western for more than two decades. She recalls Taylor as an outgoing and friendly kid. And there was probably several times that I can remember that she would bring students into the youth service center to see me. 
There was one young lady who was crying in a bathroom. She says Taylor always advocated for others. Based on her personality and how she was, I wouldn't have been surprised if she would have gone into social work. Holton later learned that Taylor wanted to be a nurse. That makes sense to her because Taylor was a natural caretaker. After high school, Taylor attended the University of Kentucky for a semester in 2011. Then she came back to Louisville, eventually getting a job as an EMT. But she got burnt out, family members say. And then she began work as an ER technician. At 26, Taylor seemed excited about where her life was going. She had recently gotten a new car and had aspirations of buying a house. Here's Taylor herself talking to a friend on the phone. Like, my insurance and my name too now. I ain't even know my mama's no more. Like, what? I did all that. The phone call is from February 14th of last year. And it's one of many audio files that LMPD released as part of its internal investigation. Taylor and her boyfriend, Kenneth Walker, who was with her the night she died, had been making plans for their future. That's according to Walker's mother, Felicia. At a rally last spring, Felicia Walker said you pray for your son to meet someone like Taylor. She already thought of Taylor as a daughter. Her engagement ring is in my jewelry box right now. Oh, my Lord. There are baby shoes that they were preparing to have a life for. I'm making it personal. That's right. That's right. I'm personally pissed. Taylor's family hasn't wavered in their pursuit of justice over the last year. Last November, Tamika Palmer spoke during a march to move a memorial to Taylor from Jefferson Square Park to its new home at the Roots 101 Museum. The fight, you know, it's just starting for us. Um, it's a long way, and we're not going nowhere. I'll fight to the death of me if I have to. We got your back. There has been some progress. The city agreed to settle a wrongful death lawsuit with Taylor's family for $12 million and promised a series of police reforms. And two more LMPD officers have lost their jobs over their actions in the case. But a state board passed on Palmer's request to have a new special prosecutor appointed. And no additional charges have been brought against any officers. So the family continues to push for accountability. They're holding a rally in downtown Louisville this Saturday. Taylor's sister, Janiah Palmer, posted on Instagram earlier this year. She said her heart was heavy, thinking about how it's been almost a year since she's seen or hugged Taylor. Quote, sister, I miss you more than anybody can imagine. I'm Stephanie Wolf in Louisville.